This is In Focus, the weekly public affairs program from KTBB and the Team Sports Radio, featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to In Focus. My name is Lonnie Johnson, and this morning got the pleasure of talking to both uh, Garrett Hope and Amber Verona. And Amber, you are the director of Main Street for the city of Tyler. Is that correct? That's correct. And it is a wonderful and fascinating job. So I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. And Garrett, what do you do? I'm the uh, downtown specialist. So the best way that I say it is I'm Amber's right-hand man. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So when I uh, read your little bio, I was curious. So when it, as a Main Street director, give us exactly what you do. Oh, goodness. Uh, you know... Because it was a broad description. <laughs> it is, and that is the story of our lives in Main Street. Um, our focus is advocating for the revitalization of downtown, whether that's through partnerships, collaborations, or trying to hunt down and find incentives for developers and business owners. We want to facilitate the hometown feel of downtown, but also make it a destination for those coming into Tyler. So... You put that together and you try to think of one single, <laughs> a couple of things that that, that entails. Well, I get it. And it really, it really is. Um, every day is a different thing. Whether we're out planting planters to make it a beautiful place, or I'm working in high level trying to figure out what are the construction pathways for our streets. And so it really is from flowers to streets <laughs> of what we do in downtown. Well, let's, uh, since Tyler is famous for the roses, let's start with the streets. Yeah. Okay. So I heard a rumor a long time ago, uh, maybe four or five years ago, from one of my contractor friends, that North Broadway will be changing when downtown changes. Is is that the case? And, and how far will downtown extend south yeah. in the future? Okay, so well, downtown, let's get our boundary. So a lot of people think when they think of downtown, maybe just the square, or maybe they even think larger. So our downtown, our actual boundaries is front to Gentry and Palace to Beckham. Okay. So it's a good little, it's yeah, a good it's amount a chunk, of area. Chunk. So when we're talking about downtown or we're looking at feasibility plans, we're really looking within that area right now. Of course, we're hoping that downtown, any revitalization efforts or projects that happen is essentially the uh, stone in a pond method. If you throw it how much it will ripple out into our community. So we'll focus on the center, we'll focus on the heart of our community, and hopefully it follows suit that other areas will ripple out from there. So when I know we'll talk a little bit about it and what you hear in kind of the news and other stories, we're really focusing on that portion of Broadway that's from Gentry to Front right now. Okay. Okay. I, I understand that completely. I, I mean, moving south just another couple of blocks would be Bergfeld. And that's what I've, I've kind of seen like a an entry into downtown, if yeah. you will, where it becomes more pedestrian than, you know, just your uh, Broadway. Correct. And that's so, our hope. <laughs> that is your hope. Okay, so it might go as far as Houston then. Yes, yeah, so we want to be able to connect. So once we, once we create this area in downtown, we're hoping that it can be a stamp and repeat model. So once we get our downtown to the way we want, widening sidewalks, making a multimodal friendly, where you can bike, where you can walk, where it has extra wide sidewalks, where businesses can extend some of their business out, but still allow for um, safe walking of pedestrians. But then that 
we can see the model that it works and then it's easily applied to the next block to the next block leading into some of these larger residential areas like the Burkefield Park area um, connecting towards where the Rose Complex is going to the west where the medical t uh, midtown is to the east and to the north where our cult some cultural amenities are and this was uh, another question I would ask I noticed uh, I've lived here for 25 years and I noticed that West Tyler, which is west of downtown, is starting to show some, you know, I always compare it to places in Dallas. And it kind of seems like a Tyler Deep Ellum. Okay, yeah. You know, in the west. Yeah. They, they, they've got these old structures um, that are really interesting. Um, and they right now they look fillable, you know, with, with things for entertainment, much like uh, what happened, I guess, uh, near the other end, the east side of town, where they had a couple of... Uh, you know, restaurant buds, uh, seafood, buds, Jones, oh, uh, -huh. uh, seafood yeah. was, uh, amazing. It didn't make it past the pandemic, but I just see all that. So what, <clears throat> what are the, uh, what will Tyler's downtown look like in say 2030? Okay. Well, I'll give you my explanation, then I'll pop it over to Garrett and see what his insight is. I really think, and you're starting to see that change happen right now. Um, not just in our downtown, but all over downtown, downtowns around the nation, is the strong switch of focus on pedestrians rather than vehicle movement. Where you're starting to see, we want to move people, not vehicles. We want to come to downtown, not through downtown. We really want to create the heart of your community as a destination. Not just for tourism, not for tourists coming in, visitors, but for your community. Because when you think about it, when you go to other places, when you go and travel, one of the first places you think to go is downtown. You really get a pulse of your community of how well and how vibrant your downtown is. Because that's, like I said, that's the heart of your city. That's where a strong focus of your local businesses are, your cultural amenities, where you want to take your family, where you take your friends, where you want to take your clients. And so I really think with that mindset, and it's really starting to be a standard downtown when it comes to private or public mindset of how we want downtown. And I think we're going to a strong focus that we have a lot of private development, you know, Plaza Tower, off-square downtown regions, and then you have the uh, public, like the city and the county, really working together to create that. So I think you're going to start seeing lots of vibrant, whether it be in the morning, people coming in for brunch or for lunch, coming in to listen to live music, um, or you come in to nighttime for a night scene. We have a strong night scene already, and I think that's going to continue to grow where people know they can park their car and have fun in downtown all day, where you can literally work, live, and play in downtown. And with all the recent residential developments happening in downtown, we're starting to see that whole environment switch, where it was a very strong office focus, where people come and work work and then head out of downtown but now you're starting to see the workers stay but you're also seeing the residential come and stay and park their car and walk into downtown oh sure and then the the, <clears throat> the apartments that are they're popping up or where king chevrolet used to be i think mm -hmm. sam scarborough was a participant in that, that that built all those homes and or those apartments and they're perfect i mean it's yes. just what i see <clears throat> people living at in larger cities yeah. Excuse my allergies. You're fine. <laughs> Texas. East Texas. It's um, constant. Correct. East, east, uh, but so okay. So you so you had some uh, 
idea of what this may look like in 2030, what downtown may look like in 2030? Absolutely. I mean, we so we're office in the visitor center downtown, and okay. we come people to uh, people that are coming through all the time. If you don't step foot here in five, ten years, and you come back, you're not going to recognize the space. Um, one, an aspect of you know the plans that we have for the future of actual landscape, what things are going to look like. Um, but for businesses that we're hoping to come in, take over some of these buildings that you've been talking about. Um, but the number one thing that we want to do is cater to our community because we know that we, we, if we cater to this community and we show them um, what we have to offer and we show, you know, we, we want it to be the destination. What are you doing this weekend? Oh, we're going to go downtown. And then, well, what are you going to do downtown? You can figure that out when you get there uh, to where Correct. you have all these different things. And so that's kind of um, what we want to push for. And then we know that after that aspect is complete, that we have all the visitors who are coming in to downtown or coming into Tyler and they're like, what, they're asking the locals, what should we do? And they're saying downtown. Well, I see more as we get more metro flight from California, Austin, Houston, Dallas to some extent. I guess they're coming out here a little bit north, but they're going to use Tyler downtown as the hub mm -hmm. of, of enjoyment. I, I find that we're, we're getting more metro-minded people in than people that wanted to go south and mm -hmm. get a place out in Flint. You know, they want to live inside the loop. They want to enjoy downtown. Uh, and I think that's going to benefit greatly uh, for you guys having an audience to do that with, because I think that audience is just going to continue to grow and want to go downtown. And just, heck, the past 15 years, it's kind of hard to recognize downtown if you look closely. I mean, the, the I always consider Rick's the anchor, Yes. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, of mm -hmm. the square. But just everything that's happened in the square that began with Jake's and, and everything that they did there and now has gone to almost all four corners, mm -hmm. um, it's it's really uh, attractive. One thing I uh, I would like the listeners to know for sure, and, I'll, and I've been curious about, so when the courthouse is put in, at, at west on the west side or the east side of Broadway? So it's going to go on the east side of Broadway. So it's going to go essentially... Where it currently is just further back? Correct. Okay, so it's going to be like one one street back yes. than what it was. So then we'll have that whole area that will be the square then. Yes, where, and it's a little bit over three acres of green space we're going to get in downtown. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. uh, that makes complete sense. Okay, I thought it was going to go the other way, and we were going to, but that makes perfect sense. So now we're going to have this big, large green space in between... Uh, I guess the the banks on one end on the west end, <laughs> yeah. and it'll be the courthouse uh, on the other. Correct. That's gonna. Do you have renderings of it? So yes. Yeah, um, so you actually, if you go to uh, Smith County, their actual website, there's a whole button that says courthouse planning, mm -hmm. that has from step number one all the way to where it got passed in the bond. So there's presentations, all the schematics of actually the layout of the. Uh, court of uh, the courthouse and a beautiful thing done by Fitzpatrick where you can do like a flyby of the oh, concept wow. so it's okay. beautiful it's paying homage to our 1910 courthouse that was demolished um, for the current courthouse I finally saw a picture of it of, of all places there's a there's a barbershop on front it's an old-school barbershop oh, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. I would go there and get my shoe shine and that's where I saw the old court. I'd never seen the oh. original courthouse, a picture of it. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would, don't exactly know why we made that choice. Way back then, I wasn't a part of the choice. <laughs> but it, it really was beautiful. And to think that we might have that again uh, put together with that green space, I can kind of imagine uh, what that would look like. And, and which brings me to my, to my next question. Uh, I see, and it just makes my heart warm, every year more art, more art, more art, more music, 
more uh, indigenous artists uh, have an opportunity uh, to to do things. Talk about how you've incorporated the the artist to downtown. Yeah, so downtown, in zoning wise, we're DBAC, which is Downtown Business Arts and Culture, and we have really embraced that over the past. I mean, it's been vibrant, but I feel like you said past five six years, it has just flourished um, with the amount of artists that are coming in. So we're very lucky as a municipality, we actually own and operate an art gallery, which is a little unheard of. You don't really hear uh, cities taking that much of an interest and understanding of how important art is to actually facilitate an actual art gallery. So we're about 13 years old. So we've been around for quite some time. We are in the atrium of the Plaza Tower and it has grown tremendously. We've been able to work with local artists. Our recent exhibit had over 130 entries, which is crazy. It's been the record number. I mean, we typically used to receive maybe about 50 to 60 entries. And so just to double that within a year um, from being in that location just really speaks volumes of how depth our our community is here. One of the things that we love to showcase about our gallery is you don't have to go to Austin, you don't have to go to Dallas to get some really talented um, art, um, talented artists to give you pre-pieces of work. And then we also have Art Alley um, that I love to talk about because it was a project that we started in 1920 and it was this blighted alley that was overtaken, um, just was a mess. It was one of those areas that on our, your commute from the parking garage or from another area that you just kind of you know, turned an eye to it. It was one of those um, little alleyways and we wanted to take it back uh, for the public use. And we got some wood, got some paint and transformed a 280 foot alleyway into murals. We worked with about 45 different local artists and we made 42 murals. Um, in a span of maybe five, six months. And it has become the backdrop of commercials, profile pictures, um, media ads, publications, music video. It's been crazy. <laughs> really who, what- Who would have thunk it? Art inspires things. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's and that's crazy. Yes, and that's the funny thing. When we're hanging up the exhibit and we're in between exhibits, we get so many questions or concerns like, when's the art coming back? What's the art? And people get so sad that our walls are blank. And a lot it's sad that I love the little bit of sadness because <laughs> it's you they start to understand how much art can transform a space, mm-hmm. how it can infect uh, uh, impact your mood and impact conversations. And the art just becomes part of a space, part of you, and I love Im- implying that in t- through our gallery. Uh, one thing that we do, we have a downtown Tyler Arts uh, Coalition that we work with, and Garrett um, worked with them a lot last year and ta- did, started an art fest. We brought it back, and I would love for him to kind of tell you a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah so talk was, to me about that. I'm super interested. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was the first ever Tyler Art Fest that we've done. Um, myself, Dotsa Kid, and a couple other of our board members stepped in to really just, we wanted a space for all of the arts to come together and we say art is not just painting and mm-hmm. uh, coloring oh, it's sure. music and you know wood crafting and we were somebody out there doing pottery and all these different things and we had um just over 30 vendors or so um it was a full day of it we had music out there there was art for sale all these different things and it was beautiful to see the community come together um and we 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 knew that as we were 
planning this thing, we're gonna see all these people come out of the woodworks for this. Um, so it was fun to see it, but I mean, all day, we're talking from eight o'clock in the morning till four o'clock, there's tons of people on the square who are loving this, um, which brings back that, that vibrant downtown feel that we want. Um, so bringing all of it downtown, seeing all of it come, to, come together, working with the artists hand in hand, um, has been great. And so, of course, we're doing it again this year. Uh, we moved the date. It was a little cold and chilly last year, so we're going to move <laughs> it to September. So it'll be September 9th. Um, I think we're going to get um, vendor spots open pretty soon, so um, artists are going to be able to submit to have a vendor spot there and um, sell their pieces or whatever they, they have. Where do they submit to? We have an online form uh, that goes onto our webpage. Right now, our webpage just says, like, we'll, we're coming back soon. Um, <laughs> okay. But whenever, yeah, whenever that gets updated, uh, we'll be pushing out on our Facebook. Um, all of our board members, I'm sure, will be um, helping out and pushing all of it out. Um, a lot of it was word of mouth. And so we have a Tyler Art uh, Art Fest email that we communicate with all of our artists and vendors. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was kind of difficult last year seeing it from a first point perspective of not knowing how it's going to work. So we have a little bit of a, of a, of a guide now to help us out. Yeah. I'm, I'm just so excited. From a 10,000-foot view from someone that's not born and raised in Tyler, it seemed like uh, it, it's almost like if, if Tyler's morphing a little bit into everyone was so busy and so working so hard for so long <clears throat> that everything was just pretty structured. You know, you go down and block, block, block. Not a lot of art. <clears throat> not a lot of music. Not a lot of live music. Well, in the past 15 years, it's just absolutely transformed and my, my theory is downtown can uh, so east texas is full of artists now they're not necessarily living right here in tyler a lot of them are on the outskirts you know where the wineries are and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and i just look at uh what's so great about what's happening with downtown tyler is it almost seems like a, a, a sucking vortex bringing these artists in uh, to, to where they are and, and, and I noticed that there's uh, tons of different influences and, and, and you guys are uh, in, in my mind very fantastic uh, for the way that you get all types of art uh, you just really don't know what you're going to see down there uh, and I think that's by definition art yeah. and so I if, if we have this big uh, three acre green space which is uh, large you know when you think about it yes um and so when, when when they do that will broadway still run through it so yes so we still wanted to have broadway go through we wanted to make sure there was still that connection between north and south um but what we have done is really squeezed a little bit right there where the connection pieces of the two green spaces would be so essentially um there's still that visual connection of it with cars going through but what the good thing is is that those areas can still be closed functioning um can still happen because it's going to go in a circle but the beauty of it is is one ways will go to two ways now so there'll okay. be no one ways and so what happens with opening the one ways to two ways oh, okay. it allows for so many different routes Oh, gotcha. And you're going to need those. But but in fairness for anyone listening that thinks, you know, you're going to take Broadway away. Well, Broadway ends at Gentry. I mean, it doesn't end at Gentry, but for what we're talking about downtown. Correct. That, that, that downtown portion of Broadway. And so let us have it. Yes. You guys, let us have it. Let us have this just one space in your city yes. to create all of this art, music, this center that you can drive up from Flint or you can drive in from Lindale or you can, you know, drive in and, and, and make it worth it. And, and 
don't don't stress too much about you know maybe you're a little condensed you know as you go through through downtown name me one other metro where it's not condensed when you hit downtown it, it's almost every city that you go to you expect to drive five miles an hour through downtown correct by and design yes and i love it thank you yeah. it's working do you have pushback <laughs> on that that's what i mean you have i can see you yes. getting pushback on like if i was a, a tyler Wright, i'd made my living working hard you know going through the town and all that and i was using broadway to get from one place to the other i can see being oh, okay you know i don't like it but i you've got to uh give up something to get this and that's what that's why i'm i'm very excited i'm hoping that it goes as far as gentry all the way to houston is what i hope because uh the, from front to houston there's still a lot of um what i call downtown vibe or downtown feel mm -hmm. i mean you know you've got some uh older buildings the church right on the corner of uh front and broadway a couple of churches mm -hmm. i guess that are they're just beautiful yeah you know that i i would think would be incorporated and, and to think that you could walk safely from bergfeld to downtown mm -hmm. like without really messing too much with traffic mm -hmm. that i just i'm i'm thrilled i don't know when all this is going to start you know i know it's already started but in in mass when they'll actually when's it groundbreaking for the courthouse does that set up yet uh they haven't set it up but tentatively i believe it is um late spring early summer next year is when they're wanting to start the groundbreaking of the new courthouse what do we do if we're convicted during that time so the the other courthouse is <laughs> still going to be functioning. I'm just asking for a friend. So uh, state law, you always have to have a functioning federal court a courthouse okay. or a courthouse, and so the front. So it will be essentially built behind the current courthouse. Okay. And then once that one is um, up and ready to be operated, then they'll switch over, and then the one in front will be um, demolished. Okay, and. And with the facades that are, I call them the facades. Um, I don't know. The majority if, uh, of them are. Uh, <laughs> I'm also friends with Callie. You know, she owns a photography studio yes. right there. Uh -huh. um, and she takes so many pictures in that area yes. where, where the facades are because it's beautiful. Any plans to do something with that stuff? Or, I mean, is there anything to do to it? Because it'll obviously be gone, mm -hmm. you know, as far as the standing structure. But is there any thoughts to incorporate the materials from? From those places yes yeah, so we have talked about um talked about that with county and they have talked with us we've also worked with historic tyler and historic preservation organizations um about salvaging some of that that way we can uh one to maybe incorporate it in some designs either exterior or some a little bit of interior but also having the ability to safe hold those for older historic buildings that are needing repairs and that you know oh that's a what a great yeah, idea so okay. i think okay. they're working you very can't close. remake correct. those materials <laughs> correct so there are some there's been discussions for of course a couple years now since the idea has um been popped up about with courthouse going on there and what we can do um it was you know as a former historic preservation officer with the city it was a hard thing to understand we'll lose but like you said most of them are facades um, and we have to look at what the, the greater good of the community is. Um, we have to look where that courthouse is because what a lot of people don't understand is there's a tunnel underground that leads from the courthouse to the, to the county jail. And that always has to be connected. And then we're also with the limitation of that railroad. 
that's right behind there. So it was very, where can this go, but still be feasible, but still meet the needs of what the court needs, um, but not be an astronomical price tag. Because uh, right. at the end of the day, you know, this the voters did have to vote on this. Um, the county did a very good job of working with Fitzpatrick and understanding what that courthouse needs are, but also what's the best way to make that happen um, with the price tag. <laughs> do, do you foresee any any addition to smaller businesses on the square? I mean, when you when you move back to courthouse, you basically you've got that uh, bank building there mm-hmm. on the northeast corner yeah. of Broadway uh, and uh, Ferguson or whatever mm-hmm. it is, that street over there. So you don't really have room for more retail space right there. And then on the other side, you'll have, I guess, Don Juan's and Jake's and all that. Is there another area that it, will it open any area up for more uh, retail space or more like boutiques or something like that? Yeah. So just the fact that the county and the city have announced their plans to really redesign downtown, whether it be through our infrastructure or through our sidewalks and streetscaping. Interest has already rippled um, from off the square. Um, the region's bank building, um, the current owners have already looked into how can they maximize that area and include more retail or more amenities. And so they're looking at that. And you say there's not space for it yet, but there might be. Well, I get it. Well, I get it also. Yeah. And, and as you back south from where we're, the space we're talking about, and you go down Broadway a little further south towards front, uh, I'm sure those are going to be turned into residential apartments. Yes, those, so Carlton That's going to be really Lindsay, pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have, have, has that already started? Yes. So okay. um, a company called North out of New Orleans um, actually was attracted to Tyler on their own. Um, we oh, I that can see doing, it. Yes, that it, we it, <laughs> the medical school coming in. I mean, yes. Tyler is is no joke. I mean, it, it, it just really was morphed. In the, we talk about in the last 20 years from uh, – I see it not, uh, I don't want to take up too much time giving my thoughts, but what I see is Tyler becoming upstate New York, uh, not New York City, <laughs> upstate New York, beautiful trees, all that upstate New York. Maybe a, uh, when Dart reaches Forney and a high-speed rail goes from Forney to maybe Lindale, right down 20, that makes Tyler a 45-minute ride from the Metroplex. Yeah. So you'll see people be attracted to living here because it's way better than the Metroplex. Um, and, but being able to work there if they want to. So I, I think all that will, will happen. And as we are, get more of those people, they're going to, the kids your age, Garrett, are going to want to live in, in high rise mm-hmm. apartments. Uh, I have a son who's 19. And when he graduates school, he wants to go live in a city somewhere, like yeah. in the city. I, you couldn't tie me down to do that. <laughs> but uh, I know younger people want to do that. Yes. And I think if Tyler wants to compete for that, uh, when the people get out of med school, uh, when they graduate, if they want to keep them here, they got to have something to entertain them. Correct. And, you know, Tyler is one of the very few cities that are getting younger. Thank Our God. Pro- How quickly? <laughs> now. It's happening now. Our, I think our median age was 34. Um, th- You're kidding me. So, the median age in the city of Tyler is good. Lord. Okay. Well, I was like, oh, no, no, it's 34. Okay. And you have to think about how many colleges we have we have texas college tyler junior college ut tyler and then we have ut health that is has degrees now and now we're bringing in the med school we want to like you said these younger kids want to be in downtowns and they don't want these big houses and big old yards you know in the country they want to be in the middle of it all and in order to 
keep them here is retaining talent is retaining talented workforce and so we need to create the environment that they want to be in um we talk about it all the time it used to be the fact that you know you you find work and then you settle for where the work is mm -hmm. but now you find a place where you want to live and you find somewhere to work in the place you want to live i can see that and mm -hmm. and, and and from again being from somewhere else tyler's always been a college town to me I mean, when it was smaller back in the 80s and I went to TJC for 12 years, uh, it was it was a college town there. What College and water-based. It was the lakes. If you went to school, it was the lakes and the college. And so now with UT uh, Tyler just exploding, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a college town inside the loop, whether you like it or not. You know what I mean? That, that's what you're going to deal with. Um, I want to thank you guys uh, so much for coming in today. Is there any, uh, is there a website that people could go to to learn? Yeah, downtowntyler.org. Downtowntyler.org. And what are they going to find at downtowntyler.org? Hopefully everything you need. <laughs> a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, yes. so we're, we're slowly doing um, small renovations to our website, but we try to keep it as updated as possible. Um, if we if you're looking for uh, things to do this weekend or things that are coming up, eGuide Magazine is a really good option as well. Um, that's through the Visit Tyler website. Do you know what's coming up this weekend? This weekend? It's only Memorial Day weekend, not a big one. Uh, <laughs> not off the top of my head. I know there's always going to be live music and things going on. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, there's a vendor market happening on the square this weekend. Um, live music. There's always going to be something downtown, mm -hmm. for sure. So a vendor market on the square this weekend, and that's just vendors like a, uh, I hate the word flea market, but that it's kind of, it's an all-inclusive, just arts mm -hmm. festival. Yeah, right. so mm -hmm. we have a lot of outside organizations that put together, they want to bring their, or, their event downtown. So we help them facilitate it. And it's not facilitated by the city. It's people wanting to be in downtown. And we have seen that really uprise here soon, mm -hmm. lately. Well, I know this is going to seem weird, but the thing that I enjoy the most out of this interview, other than talking to you people, uh, is the fact that you're going to use those facades to repair uh, parts of downtown that may need repair. That's a brilliant idea to me because uh, you cannot... You can't replace what's old with new. Correct. It just doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Garrett. Thank you, Amber. Of course. I, I hope you guys have a great week, and thank you for being in focus. Of course. Thank, thank you, you for having us. You bet. In Focus is a weekly public affairs program featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. In Focus is produced by KTBB and the Team Sports Radio, and we thank you for listening. Join us again next week.